Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now, joined by everybody's favorite Arizona football color commentator, Mr. Lamont Lovett. Hello, Lamont. How's it going, Mike? Not too bad, dude. All right, let's get right down to business here. So, Jed Fish uh, brings in his uh, this latest class, and a lot of people are messaging me saying, well, you know, what the heck? Last year's class was ranked 21, and this one's 41. You sold me very early on that this staff has a unique evaluation ability right here. And we'll get to that in just a second. But just look back for a second. Everybody knows about the T-Macs of the world, the highly rated kids. But you look at the Uyagaleles, you look at the Kangaikas, you look at the uh, Takario Davis, the Jonas Sabaneas, the Wendell Mose. Those are guys that would, were kind of afterthought-type recruits, Lamont, that really balled out as freshmen. Yeah, they, they put a, a huge emphasis on player evaluation. Um, I think going into the, you know, the process when they got here as a staff, one of the things they talked about is that they wanted to be a developmental type of a program. So they knew that they had to be, you know, very, very accurate in terms of their uh, evaluations. And and they have a really huge staff, uh, you know, guys that uh, from, from all walks of life, and they've got a lot of NFL, you know, backgrounds in the, in the room and and they sit there and they evaluate and they evaluate the heck out of kids and they make sure they get the kids in front of them, take a look at them physically, uh, some cases work out with kids or whatever the, the case may be. Um, but they have, they got their, they definitely have their system down packed. And I think that they're um, very confident uh, when they do bring a kid in, they're not, you know, concerned about what, what they're rated or what everybody else says about them. I think they, they're very, very confident. Um, and what they see with their eyes. And, and, and from my eyes, I, I think they're, you know, they're on target. Now talk a little bit about, we've talked about this before, but talk a little bit about their openness though. This, uh, you know, to hearing from alums, to hearing about from ex-football players about maybe a player, maybe Lamont Lovett's helped out in the past, who knows? But, you know, talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, they did when, when we first got here is we had multiple Zoom calls and one of the great one of the more exciting Zoom calls they had was when uh, they had the, their, the player, the head of player personnel uh, get on and, and really talk about their recruiting philosophy, talking about how they scour the country um, for certain positions, like for defensive linemen. You know, they'll recruit the entire country for defensive linemen because it's hard. You know, those guys are hard to right. find. Um, they, they really went through their whole philosophy. Um, it was hundreds of guys on the on the on the call. And then after the call, they also asked how many guys are on this call are, are coaches. 
and uh, you know, you know, there was multiple guys on this on right. Some were coaching in college, some were coaching, and and they they made sure they got contact information for everybody, and they you know made it clear that you know they they valued our opinions, and they said that if you have a guy, you know, you know, send him to us. I mean, you know, if, if or give us a tip on a guy, we'll we'll, we'll look at him, we'll evaluate him, and if he meets that, you know, the criteria, we'll recruit him. And so, I mean, it's just kind of an all hands on deck approach to everything, which is really intelligent um, because, you know, you got guys who know what it looks like. You got guys who've played in the NFL. You got guys, you know, that, that are that are actively coaching right now. So, you know, it's 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 a it's an all hands on deck approach and it's and it's been very successful thus far. You know, you can if you're looking at the results of of, of uh, what we've seen. I mean, the staff, they get it. They understand right. what they're doing. All right, now let's talk about Braden Dorman. It feels like he's been committed for 700 years right now, which is a good thing because he's a four-star kid out of Cal- or Colorado, could have gone pretty much anywhere. Lamont, he's totally different than uh, Noah Fafita or Jaden Delora just from a build perspective. But I'll tell you what, watching him in the Polynesian Bowl as opposed to just kind of watching highlights, you can tell very quickly on that this is a guy, this is your prototypical big-time gunslinger type out there at six foot four, six foot five, maybe six six, who can really sling the ball downfield. He's going to be an interesting addition to the QB room. He really is. I mean, he is kind of the, the old school NFL prototype. You know, the guy who's kind of he can he can stand in the pocket. He's, what is he six six? Right. Um, can make all the throws. Got got a cannon for an arm. Um, really has a great understanding of the game too. I mean, he threw for a lot of yards, and, and he he um, yeah, he doesn't remind me of anyone, but in particular, right. I, mean, I don't think we've seen too many <laughs> guys right. like him that that size and that stature come through here. But uh, he's definitely got all of uh, from from what you want in a quarterback. Um, he's not as as athletic as Fafita and and uh, Delora, but I think those they're they're. Their their athleticism kind of fits with the with their size, you know what I mean. They're, they're right. a little bit smaller, but they can move around. They all can throw the ball um, very well. Dorman's a guy who can stand back there, and he's 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 not probably struggling as much to look at, at throwing lanes because he's six foot six. Um, but at the same time, you know he's gonna, he can beat you with his arm all day long. Uh, and he's um, don't don't think that he's just a statue back there too. He can take off and he can still run. So, I mean. He's got it. He's got everything that you want. It'll be interesting uh, to see him play in this pro system and to see how how they utilize him because, you know, you can tell whenever a guy's in there, that, that, you know, you're going to try to play to that person's strengths. All right. Now let's move to a room that you know a little bit about, the running back position right here. What really has caught my eye about uh, Jed Fish is he, he, there's two things, and we'll talk about this more as we go on. He said, if you're going to be small, you better be fast. And if you're, if we're going to miss on somebody, we're going to miss on somebody who's either fast or big, but those two things right there, Brandon Johnson, a kid right there at the running back position, kind of an overlooked kid, but we had Greg Biggins on and he said, man, he said, don't sleep on this guy. He said he and Speedy Luke are two of the fastest dudes in all of college football this year. And he said, they're going to find a way to put him onto the field right there. So while you've already got a loaded running back room, Brandon Johnson's a fun little addition right there. Yes, he's got that. He's got the one thing that you like to have in all your running backs, and people don't always get it. A lot of times, you know, the things you need in a running back, you have to have quickness, you have to have explosiveness. You know, you like to see strength, but it's when you can have that rare home run hitting ability. The guy who you can handle the ball on the, you know, on the ten yard line, and he can go ninety on you. That's right. He runs a ten five and a hundred meters. 
And I'm telling you, if you right, if you're if you're, if you're sub ten nine, you, you got enough speed. To, and he said that he was hoping to get down to ten three. Yeah, so it's it's frightening that he's that fast. Um, because again, those are the guys that you know you make a wrong move, misstep, and it's it's over. I mean, we already got guys on our, on our team that can you know that can run, but he's got track speed, and it's it's frightening the way he how fast he is. Yeah. All right, moving to the receiver room, but first, got to pay the bills. Lamont, you do you like pizza? Love pizza, unfortunately. <laughs> Who doesn't like? No, it's fortunately, Lamont. All right, check out Mountain Mike's Pizza, the official pizza of PHNX, Oracle and Wetmore. It's also in California. Go down there, great food setup, great drinks, you name it, they got it. Mountain Mike's Pizza, Oracle and Wetmore, and Tap and Bottle, the official place for the PHNX Wildcats away game watch parties. We will be down there February 11th. Uh, come down 6 o'clock, have a couple drinks, maybe some Mountain Mike's Pizza there. And hang out with us and root on the cats right there. Nothing better to do on a Saturday at 6. Mountain Mike's Pizza and Tap and Bottle. All right, Lamont. Wide receiver is one position along with quarterback that I will never worry about as long as Jed Fish is the head coach right here. Now, you look at it last year. You bring in a T-Mac. You bring in a Jacob Cowling. We all know how that – we all know how those played out. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, you still got Kevin Green. You still got A.J. Jones. But now you've got an- another class coming in where you've got Wilson, Utah D- uh, ex-Utah decommit. Anybody that's good enough for Utah is definitely good enough for me. You got Malachi Riley, who the staff actually got on kind of late, high three-star, four-star kid. And then you go on and on down the list, Jackson Holman. The one thing again. These guys are all six one and above. All had legitimate offers. What's your take on the wide receiver room going into the uh, going into the uh, uh, camp? Yeah, you know it's it's really exciting. Uh, Malachi Riley's. I mean, I just I'm so impressed with him. I've, I've watched you know his highlights, and he's he's highly skilled already. I mean, great route runner. You can tell you can tell guys that have been coached. I mean, he, he's, right. he's a great route runner. Um, makes catches at all different angles. Got and got speed to get behind you too. Uh, Holman uh, is impressive too. He, he's in the, in the same vein as kind of a T Mac. He's that more big, physical, yes. you know, guy. Almost looks like almost like a tight end. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he can still run too. He can go up and get the ball. You put it up there. He's going to go up and get it. Uh, I've heard one person call those type of players you frisbee, the frisbee catching dog. <laughs> yeah, well put. Up, and they can go up and get it. He's that type of a, a player. So he's impressive as well. And the fact that that those two are already here on campus is really going to give them, you know, it's going it's going to increase their 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 chances of getting on the field. Um, because really, a lot of times when freshmen get here, usually it's it's the strength, um, that element that's not that they're always. But when they can get into the program early, get get accustomed, acclimated to the speed of the game, they're not so overwhelmed. But when the season comes around and they can kind of get into the playbook, and they get a chance to go through spring ball, so. Uh, you know, they could actually contribute. It would be interesting to see. I mean, it's hard because we got got a loaded wide receiver room. But very much so. I'd be interested to see see what happens there. All right, now let's talk about the let's talk about the offensive line. In my opinion, and obviously, feel free to slap me if anything I'm saying is wrong. <laughs> but the interior line, Lamont, I think is pretty much set, and that's a good thing. You've got Jonas Savinay and Wendell Moe. Barring something unforeseen, those dudes are not coming off the field. I wanted. I had a couple people ask me to ask you this about Wendell Moe. How does a kid at Long Beach Poly, who is a massive guy who moves pretty well, how does he? How is how is he underrated to the fact that he's looking at you know your Moorhead states of the world before Arizona comes in? How does that happen? 
Um, I don't know. I, I understand that there were a lot of extenuating circumstances. I know he had some tragedy uh, in, in right. his life. And I also, you know, you have to think this was all kind of during this whole COVID time. You know, this COVID, these COVID years, if you think about it, it's changed everything. Um, so you kind of have throw COVID into the mix. You throw in the transfer portal that's come to the mix, which really affected uh, high school recruiting. I think a lot when it first came out because everyone was so, oh, oh, transfer portal, you know, and, right. and I almost forgot about these high school kids. But if you're a smart coach, you're going to continue to scour, um, you know, the high schools and, and Long Beach Poly is, is, a, is a, you know, it's a mainstay in California. They always put out talent there. So um, fortunately, the staff was, was smart enough to, uh, you know, to, to, to be scouring and, and, and looking in, and when you looked at his high school film, it didn't take long to realize like this this guy is not just a average guy. You know what is he like three forty or something like that? And you when you watch him run, you like you start to understand like uh, he could probably get on the field. Well, and that's why I got to give you a ton of credit right here. And obviously, he did have to deal with some very unfortunate situation. Obviously, but you told me again before even last year started, you're like Mike. He gets if they can get his weight down a little bit, he's going to yeah. be on the field. And Jed Fish talked about it, you know, towards the end of the season. He said, you know, Wendell has been everything that we projected. He said, you look at his film, and there was not a lot to not be happy about right there. So, I mean, you know, that, and that's eval that's evaluation at its finest right there. That, I'm telling you, that's the name of the game. You know, a lot of times, a lot of people like to be the stargazers, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because, But I think that that's easy. You know, it's easy to look at the stars because – Everyone knows who the four or five star guards are because everybody's recruiting them. They're it's right. obvious ones, but you know when you kind of dig into the bushes and, and and really start to recruit and really start to evaluate guys, you can find you know you can find guys like Wendell Moe, who you know to me when I was looking at him run, I was like, this dude is athletic. Because that's the right. first thing I noticed, and then I started looking at his size and I started looking at him again, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm not understanding why all these offers are not here because I was looking at the film and he was moving people. Um, then he was, he, he went both ways. Um, just, just a versatile guy. And then when I saw him in person, he was like a tree stump, man. I was right. like, I was like, he really is he's big, man. I was looking at his arms and looking at, I was like, if, if with the athleticism that he has, I'm like, if they could just, you know, get him in shape. And, uh, of course, you know, we got some, we got some world-class, uh, strength and conditioning coaches here. So Tio knows what he's doing. Uh, yes, he does. He, he's spectacular. <laughs> Okay, so we had uh, we had Jed Fish on uh, earlier, uh, or actually earlier in the week, and I asked him about Jonas Savanea, and he said, Mike, he said he's truly a unique individual in that uh, we have NFL scouts come in here all the time, and they all say the same thing. I don't know what a three star is. I don't know what a four star is. I know what an NFL player is. He says. They all to a man will say that's an NFL player. And he said, I expect him to be an All-American. I think he's a first round pick. And Jed Fish doesn't throw around things about players on the field. He doesn't throw around the superlatives lightly unless they're deserved. But you could tell that he believes that Jonas Avenea is going to be one of the handful of best guards in the entire country. Well, and keep in mind, Jed Fish has spent the majority of his career in the NFL. So right. he understands what an offensive lineman looks like. He's been an offensive coordinator in NFL. He knows what an offensive lineman is supposed to look like. And Jonah, <laughs> Jonah yeah. is that. Right. I mean, when I, when I first laid out on him as a freshman, I couldn't understand. I was like, that's a good looking 300 and you know, whatever. Plus, you know, for, you look at him right away. He's not a fat kid. He's just right. big. Right. And then um, as he continued to, you know, when he got here in the spring, he immediately played his way right onto the field. And it was obvious that this, this guy is different because 
usually, you know, the, with, with offensive linemen as freshmen, it usually takes them, you expect at least a couple of years to get the baby fat off of them, you know, when they get here, because more times than not, you, they have ability, but a lot of times it just, it's hard to, to match up to the strength. You're, you're going up against, you know, grown men, guys that have been in a weight room for three years already. So a lot of times it takes a, a minute, but with Jonah, he was, he's immediately one of the stronger guys on the team and immediately, you know, that part was not an issue for him. And, and then he comes from a great program at St. Louis high school where he's just getting coached. He came here with technique and then he got here in a college program. And, you know, that's the rest is history. I was watching the ASU game last night and I watched one play where he pulled, on, he pulled <laughs> just, he, he absolutely drove I, whoever he blocked. He drove him off into the sidelines. I was like, Oh my gosh. And when you watch him run, it's, it's frightening to think about him coming around the corner at that size. What is it, 323? Right. What, what, yeah. what do you make of the uh, – my one concern on the line is at the tackle position right now. So you've got Jordan Morgan coming back, and, you know, Jed Fish talked about it. He said, I think that if Jordan Morgan had left, he would have probably been a third-round pick. Our goal is to get him into being a first-round pick. He'll, obvi- he'll be about nine months removed from uh, knee surgery when the season starts. But then on the other side, you've got a big hole. Um, it's not an irreplaceable hole because I think while Peyton Fears was solid, he's he's replaceable. But the one that everybody's asking me about is, you know, Raymond Polito, ex-Alabama commit. But the thing that I uh, – Raymond Polito is going to be a little bit behind, obviously not his fault because he's not going to be an early enrollee. And that's a heck of a thing to ask a kid like that to come in and not only lose weight, but also to be a starter at that tackle position. So you're going to be looking at, you know, your Langies, your Borjans, guys like that. How do you see the tackle position unfolding, Lamont? Yeah, spring is going to be big uh, for that position because I'm sure there's going to be a few, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit of an open audition to see who's going to, who's going to assert himself and and take that role. The the good thing is they do have bodies. Um, Everybody's forgetting also about the guys that redshirted. There's, there's guys that have been, you know, I was talking about it takes you a couple of years sometimes to get that strength. Well, there's guys that have actually been doing that. And so you haven't heard their name because they've been retro and they've been in the right. room and they've been in this program. So, you know, there's guys that, that, that can definitely move over. Um, Leaf Magnuson is the guy who I know. Our guy, your guy. I, I like him. I'm telling yeah. you. That's a guy that is athletic, got a plays with a nice mean streak. And he's been in the weight room for two, three years now. So it's a guy that, you know, he could he could play inside, probably play outside as well. Um, the other thing you can do, and, and I've heard the coaches actually mention it before, is you can always move Jonah to the outside. And and you can take one of these, you know, if you, if you like one of the freshmen, or if you, you know, you can move one of those guys to the inside. They, even though they're tackles, you can move those guys inside because they're if they're physically strong enough, Right. And athletic enough, they can do that, and then they're kind of protected when they're playing guard, as opposed to being on that island, you know, playing playing tackle. And Jonah, Jonah can definitely play tackle as well. Right. So that's also that's also another option as well. So, um, you know, there, there's a couple of things they, they can go a different a couple of different ways, and, and there's bodies in them. And like you said, Borjan, you know, got six eight. He, he's out there, and, and I've heard them say some good things about him. So, um, this will be this will be his chance, you know, to try to assert himself. Uh, I'm um, in, in the spring, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that competition play out. Lamont, love it. A fan of Joe Borjon. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I am, I am as well. Uh, like I said, the more you look at him, the more that you're like, I'd like to see some more of this out here for sure. All right, let's get to the tight ends and the defense here in a second. But, Lamont, what's your favorite NFL team again? I know you mentioned this last time and I forgot. Is it the Chiefs? Yes, sir. 
All right. Well, I didn't forget. I was just teasing right there. All right. Here's what you do. Let's say that you're looking at Lamont Lovett and you're saying to yourself, I really like Lamont. Let's say you're my mom and you're a huge Lamont Lovett fan and you want to put down five bucks on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, for the Kansas City Chiefs because you want to make some money and you want Lamont Lovett to feel good about himself. So that's what you do. You just put down the money and you can get up to $200 in free plays if the team wins. Again, 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check out the show notes and the link in the descriptions. Go Chiefs. Go Lamont Lovett's favorite team right there. That's what I say for everybody out there. By the way, who do you who do you like? Well, obviously you like the Chiefs, but close game. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, if I'm giving my my evaluation, the thing I, I that scares me about the Chiefs is the defense. It scares yeah. me because I I don't personally I don't think they have an elite defense. I think they're right. elite on offense, but I think that they've got some. They're one of those teams that they're offense. It's opportunistic. Is, yeah, their offense is so good that they just have to be opportunistic on defense and and earn a couple of extra possessions and just make sure that Patrick has the ball in his hand at the end of the game. One right. on the line and they're in right. good shape. Yep. All right, let's talk tight end right here before we move to the defensive side. And again, eval, eval, eval. Tanner McLaughlin. I, I'll be honest with you. I was like everybody else. I'm thinking to myself, Kean Burnett coming in, and we'll get to Kean in just a second. But you have a legacy four-star kid, uh, ex-USC commit, could have gone anywhere. I figured that he would step right in and start, but he didn't. But the reason why is because Tanner McLaughlin was so good. And Jed Fish talked about this uh, Southern Utah transfer, about how our goal is to get Tanner into the NFL next year. If you were to hear a head coach say that at this time last year, you'd be like, what the heck? But no, he put up numbers game in and game out, Lamont. And that's not crazy talk at all. The tight end position between him and an emerging key and can be a real threat out there. Oh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I think it's going to be good for, for the long run because Coach Popov is kind of a tight end whisperer, to, right. to, so to speak. But uh, but Tanner, is, is he's a, an excellent player. He, he's a guy that when I saw his – his tape at, at Southern Utah was in his highlights. And I was like, okay, what am I missing? This guy looks good, you know? Right. And he was, but the, the fact that he was coming off of a knee injury probably put him a little bit under uh, the radar. And, and, and when he transferred in, you know, he took a chance basically. And they took a chance and, 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 you know, cause when he got here, he was wearing a big knee brace every time I saw him, but I kept looking at him. Man, he's that's a good looking tight end. Big. Right. And then when I started to see him run around, I understood. I was like, he, he's, a, and he's more athletic then he looked on tape. He's he's mm-hmm. faster. Than he looked on tape. Right. Yeah, he, and then you look at you look at Key and Burnett. You look at Keen Burnett too. You got to remember too that this is a guy, and his father will uh, readily admit it. He said he didn't really have a position coach in high school. You know, he went out there and he did a lot of stuff off raw ability. You always hear the cliche that the biggest improvement is from year one to year two. I'm excited come spring ball to see. Kean Burnett with a full year in the system right there, Lamont, to see what he can do. Because some people that might have forgot about him, I think you're going to remember him very quickly. Yeah, Kean's a guy that's got, you know, incredible ball skills. You know, he he was the funny thing is he played a lot of wide receiver, really. They they called him tight end, but you know, they split him out and you and he and he's got wide receiver skills. He's when the ball is in the air, he can go up and get it. Um, he's big, he's probably 240-ish now. And, and he's really fast and really athletic. He got that from his, his dad's got that same type of athletic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ken's got you know he, he's got he's got a lot of upside, and and I think that we're going to start start to see some more of that um, as as you know the year uh, goes on. But he's 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 got a, a bright future, and, and it's just a matter of just continuing to develop. 
All right, the side of the ball that maybe it's just because I'm a nerd, but I'm actually maybe more excited about than the offense, which I think is going to be fantastic. I am excited to see the defense this coming year. First of all, you need to put some things in context right here. Yes, the numbers were not great, but Jed Fish made a point. He said, we started turning teams over towards the end of the season, especially in the ASU game. That also coincided, Lamont, with a youth movement right there. And this is not meant to put any, you know, smut on any players' names, but you started seeing Keon, Bar- or Keon Bars and Paris Shen losing some time to uh, Jacob Kangaika, to Tui, uh, to Tai Tai Uyagulele. Then you also saw Deuce Davis off the edge. We'll get to the linebacker unit in a second. But these guys, these freshmen, Lamont, were starting to force their way onto the field before some of these guys even transferred out. Yeah, I mean, they and they they knew that. That's why Kangaika got a scholarship right away. Right, <laughs> they knew right. That uh, he could play. I mean, and they knew that. You know, Tai Tai. Those guys are all come from great programs. Again, we talked about. You know, a lot of these kids. Um, who play in California and play, you know, on the Trinity League, these guys are getting really well coached. And, you know, a lot of times getting here, sometimes a lot of times it's physical, but a lot of it is is also just, you know, making a jump from college to high school. And when these kids are coming in these days, they, they've got technique already. and they, They're getting coached by guys who coach college at college level. So it's just a matter of them getting a little bit stronger and getting acclimated to the systems and, and getting on the field. And, and that's what we saw with Kengaika and Ty Ty. Those, those kids are they, they got bright futures and they can play. They can definitely right. continue to get stronger. Um, you're going to see more of an impact uh, from both of them. Now, I'm, I'm also very excited to see. So there's a couple other players here. I want to talk a little bit about Deuce Davis. Then we're going to get to big Bill Norton in a second. By the way, that is the most Midwestern big defensive tackle name ever. Big Bill Norton. But Deuce Davis, another interesting guy. Father plays in the NFL, second round pick. By the way, and you and I talked about this one time, I believe that his father probably played on the most talented defensive line maybe in college football history. When you've got Julius Peppers, Greg Ellis, Ebenezer Ekupon, Bonnie Holiday, all top 20 picks, you know, Hall of Famer in there, and you're merely a second round pick. That's some pretty good stuff. But he made the point when we I had him on before. He said, you know, honestly, he said, my, my kid's a thin kid. I get that. You know, he's not built like me. But he's at, you know, he's in Chandler, leads the state in sacks, and it's not like he's 5'11", you know, 185. And he said, Arizona came in, and they basically put their stamp down, and they said, we think that he can really be our guy off the edge. And he showed a lot of flashes of that last year, Lamont. He did. The fact that he worked his way onto the field as a true freshman, and he was still undersized, tells you yeah. how good he is, you know. and right. And- uh, and again, I'm just I'm so excited that he got another year in the weight room because, you know, the fact that he played as a true freshman, he really didn't get a chance to, you know, to, to you know, like it's nice to put those guys in the oven for two years and they get, yeah. oh, who is this? You know, but but he you're going to see a little bit more out of my I just I know he's going to be I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it because he's got that that step. He's got that incredible first step. Um, and, and as he gets gets that strength, he's about the size of a. Of uh, what's what's the uh, what's the guy uh, out of Texas A&M uh, superstar? Miles Garrett. No, the other. What's the other one? He played for Buffalo. Played for uh, the Rams. Oh, Von, Von Miller. Yeah, he's got that. He got he got a lot of Von Miller in it. In that, uh, I know that's a it's hard it's hard to say Von Miller, but he's got that quick step, and he's about the same size as him. And if he can continue to, you know, to to, to stay in the weight room and continue to, he's gonna have a bright future, man. He's got and he's got he's got uh. Got all the pedigree in the world. Got in, and he listens to his listens to his daddy and listens to the staff. He's he, he's he's got a bright future because he's good. All right, Bill Norton. 
I get uh, all the time, and you know, and I and I get that the portal is hit or miss. We've seen that with Arizona. Some guys have been huge hits. Some guys have been some misses. Um, Norton to me is fascinating though, because again, highly rated kid. I personally don't care that he was not a starter at Georgia. That does Georgia is on another level than every everybody else. That's like that's like somebody saying, you know, do we really want this guy who couldn't beat out Tom Brady for the starting quarterback position? I mean, but he looks every bit the part of a guy Lamont that could come in, and I'm hopeful that he can be kind of that Hunter Eccles type addition. Obviously, a different player, but he comes on there and he's playing 65 percent of the snaps because he's physically ready to do just that. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched a lot of it. I was watching his high, his high school tape. And yeah. Impressed at how well he moved, you know, for a guy that big. And, and they played him at defensive end in high school. He can, and so he can play in, he can, he can move inside. Um, I, I, for us, I see him playing on the inside um, because of his size and strength. But he's a guy that can really push the pocket. Um, you know, he's, we need, the, the more you have guys like that um, up front, more you're going to see guys like Justin Flo and Manu and those guys, you know, come downhill and make and make some make those monster tackles because you got those big guys pushing the pocket and keeping guys off of them and letting those running let those linebackers do what they like to do and run those alleys. So, yeah, it's it's always great when you can get those big bodies in the, in the middle. And, and you know, you don't need him to be the greatest pass rusher in the world. You need him to push that pocket. You need him to you know take up a double team and that type of thing. And he can he can definitely do that. All right, let's get to the linebackers. But first, morefurniture, morfurniture.com. Now, you might say, Mike, what makes that unique? All right, we've had our my good buddy Brody Dryden on before. Brody Dryden is every bit of six foot eight, even though he'll say he's six foot six or seven. He's not, he's lying. He's six foot eight. I am not six foot eight. But you know what? More furniture has the same stuff for both of us, and it's equally comfortable. Check it out, morfurniture.com. Brody Dryden is every bit of six foot eight. He will. Can you confirm this, Lamont? Uh, yeah, Brody's a giant. My son used to play. My son grew up playing, going to school with him, and playing basketball with them and everything like that. And for those that don't know, Brody is Brian Jeffrey's son, and he's right. a, he's just a great kid. Uh, the best. Yeah, smart as a whip, and um, and he, he's he's making his way in, in the industry. I, I I really like him. He's he's a great kid. Yeah. Arizona is in very good, uh, very good hands with the Dryden family. I'll just put it to you like that. Um, now let's talk linebacker. Last year, Jacob Manu bursts onto the scene about midway through, and let's be honest, never comes out of the lineup. And Jerry Roberts did some very good things. Don't get me wrong, got some tackles, but there was always, you know, with some players, there's always just kind of some a few physical limitations. But again, he tried. You know, great kid by all accounts. Bringing in Justin Flo though. A guy who Greg Biggin said was the highest rated linebacker recruit that he has put out of California in the last 10 years. And I asked him, I said, so what happened at Oregon? And he said, honestly, he said he got injured. You you kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. And he said, I know that's weird to say about a guy like Justin Flo, but you're bringing in four and five star kids everywhere. You're kind of working from behind. He says, I think he is going to be, I think he used the word immaculate, which I love. I think he said he's going to be an immaculate fit next to Jacob Manu right there. And we're not going to, we'll get to Leviticus Sua here in just a second. But, but Lamont, this linebacking core now is big, physical, and nasty. Yeah, they, no, they they are definitely gonna be. It's gonna be some salty, salty guys back there, and I'm, the defense is gonna be a lot more salty. I'm I'm definitely excited to see Flo because I, I you know when a guy has has kind of reached the heights of where he's reached in terms of his profile, 
being, you know, the top player in California coming out a couple of years ago. Um, and even Sean, he's even shown, he's shown that he can do it at this level. He just he's got some bad luck, in, in my opinion. Um, but shoot, he had a 14 tackle game against Fresno State, I believe it was. And right. He had a 10 tackle game against uh, Georgia in the opener. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the ability has never not been. I just think that you know sometimes a change of scenery is, is the best thing that can that can possibly happen for you, and, and, and you just need people that that believe in you. Um, and I can already see he's got work ethic. And well, got, that picture you sent me too. That picture you sent me as well. He. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fanboy too. I'm over here looking at him like, oh, look at those arms. <laughs> well, the thing about it though is you just know it. And again, Arizona's trying to get to that point, but you just know when somebody looks a little different, you know, there, and, and that's him to a T. And speaking of somebody a little different, Leviticus Sua. Now, this was the worst kept secret in the world that he had signed with Arizona. As always, the coaching staff always honors the kids' wishes and doesn't announce anything. I give them big props on that. But Lamont, I saw a billboard when I was in Los Angeles, I kid you not, last week with him on there that said uh, this uh, two, second consecutive Ari- uh, uh, Trinity League player of the year going to Arizona. That's that's something that, I mean, you grew up, you were a big time uh, you know, Southern California running back. You you know what a big deal that is right there. No, that's First of all, that's, that's a power move by Jet Fish to put that up there in California. I know everybody else looking at that is like, you hating on it or whatever if you're right. from you know the school's right. up there but that's a power move to get the two 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 time uh you know trinity league player of the years both of those guys coming to arizona and you got that that sign right out there that's that's awesome right uh, first of all um and then leviticus is just a tremendous player um heady as can be smart big physical i mean he just everything you want inside backer man I, it's it, I, I almost i can't believe that our, our linebacker room has gotten like you know that we got those those players in, in the does it feel Lamont, does it feel does it feel a little bit and it's different, but does it feel a little bit like the overhaul of the wide receiving core last year? Uh, it does. Doesn't it? It does. And the fact that they were able to execute and land these guys, it's just it's, it's crazy to, to think about that. I mean a, a big kudos to the, the the staff for being able to, you know, understand that they wanted to and, and like you like you said earlier, we're not we're not taking swipes at anybody. But no. they, they wanted to get if you're if you're in this game, if you're a coach, um, you are always trying to replace you're always trying to get better every single year and you're trying to get, you know, so they, they I think they got some elite players down there. And so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be fun to watch and, and see how that develops and see how it plays out. I mean, you know, my football hasn't played yet, but right. I'm excited to watch it. And we didn't even we haven't even talked about a guy like a Sterling Lane, Deuce Lane, an ex four another four star kid out of Oaks Christian could okay. use him. Well, let me ask you this. Where do you see him? Because he came in projected as a linebacker, but they were trying to use him off the edge. Is he kind of a hybrid type role? Where do you, where does Lamont Lovett see him fitting in? I, you know, that's, that's a good question. I mean, he, he's got, he's got everything that you want. I, I definitely think he needs to be somewhere on the outside. Pass yeah. rushing because he's got, you know, he's got that, that burst. He's quick. Um, and he plays with a motor too, which I really like. Um, it's just a matter, you know, he's a true freshman. He was just running around there. I was running around playing football last year, but, as he continues to to develop in the weight room, to develop to, uh, technique wise, um, I think it'll 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 he'll land in a position. It'll it'll play out, but I, I don't really know at this point how they how they see him. But I see him as, as maybe putting his hand in the ground or maybe standing up and coming off the edge. That's how I see him because he's the, he's got all that that ability. He's got that ability to bend the corner. Um, he's got that type of athleticism. So that's that's where I kind of see him. 
All right, let's talk about the secondary. But from last read, though, Lamont Lovett and Brian Jeffries have very good seats, as they should, because they're calling the game. But let's just say to yourself, I'd like to get into the game last second, and you don't know how. That's where game time comes in. Get the game time app. Many times you can get 60% off. We've had many people on the post-game show talk about doing that. Use it for the U of A games if it's uh, last second. Great stuff. Check it out. Game time and the show notes and the link in the description. All right. Cornerback safety. This is going to be an interesting one for me because you've got Ephesians Prysock. You've got Takario Davis. You've got Traden Stukes. Right now, at least in my opinion, those are the guys that are kind of the leaders in the clubhouse just based off talent, experience. Um, but then got a couple other kids coming in. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the cornerback position and then let's talk about the safeties because there's a, there's a guy in this class that I think is really going to surprise. Yeah. The, the cornerback position with Prysock and Takario Davis. So, I mean, and uh, trading Stoops, I think that you, you, you feel pretty good going into the season and, and yes, Dwayne Aquino is coming. I, I'm <laughs> that has got me do. I'm over the moon. The fact that he's going to be, you know, his influence and his his coaching knowledge is going to be on the field. That's just that's mind blowing to me. But I don't think people even people who know know, but yes. I don't think people understand how great of a coach that is. And he's a legend. He's a legend, seriously, in the sport. Legendary coach. Um, he's arguably about as he's he's as qualified a secondary coach as there is in college football, period. No no question about it. And and, and the intangibles that he brings to the table. First of all, technically, it's I don't, I don't I don't know a lot of people that can match up to what he, you know, he because he's just been doing it at a high level for so long, right? And he's just got so much wisdom in the sport. But he's such a phenomenal motivator, and he's just he's a phenomenal person. Got a phenomenal family. I mean, his wife's wonderful. I mean, he just it, we are so so blessed to be able to have him uh, back in our program. He recruited me. I always you know tell people he recruited me in high school. And he was honestly one of the separating factors for me coming to Houston. He used to sit down with me in the bleachers at my high school and just chat with me and talk to me. And, and he right. pumped me up, man. He, he had me ready to go through a wall, you know. And that's that's a, and what I one of the things that I always think about when I think about Dwayne Keenan was in the little locker room. We used to have a little locker room under the stadium that we were we would go to to get prepared for the games. And it was it was kind of small. And the position groups would be broken up. There would be, you know, you got your defensive backs over here. And the defensive backs were always next to the running backs. And so my coach would always be talking to us, going over our game plans and do this and do this. And, and we would always be kind of glancing over at Dwayne, talking to the uh, to the DBs because he would have them so pumped up. And they'd right. be on the edge of their seats like this while he was talking to them. And right. Fired up and we would all be kind of like envious, like, man. He is such a he's such a motivator, man. He would get and it's real passion. It's not contrived yeah. passion. That's just who he is. He knows what button to push, man. He just would it, 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 it's like a powder keg, man. He gets you so fired up. So they're gonna they're gonna love you know having him around, and you're gonna see the defensive backs get elevated. I mean, and 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 they had a good defensive back coach. Don't get don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. No doubt, excellent coach. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Dwayne, Dwayne is going to bring some elements. You're going to see some physicality out of these guys that maybe you haven't seen before. You're going to see some tackling. You're going to see, you know, just 
just effort, uh, the effort. And you're going to see a lot of different, you're just going to see some good stuff coming out of them. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. The safety position to me is fascinating because Isaiah Taylor, I believe, and again, I don't have inside info per se, but I believe Isaiah Taylor is going to be one of the starters. Jason Taylor's kid. They, they really like him. He came on obviously at the end of last year. Then you got a couple other spots that are open. Um, DJ Warnell got some time. Uh, Gunnar Maldonado struggled early in the season, but I got to give it to him. He really, you know, he picked it up late. But the one guy on this, this recruiting class that I've really taken a liking to immediately, and I had a coach tell me this, Genesis Smith, kid out of Chandler. Um, at the time, he was kind of a low three-star type guy, don't matter what you want to say. Now, if you look at it, he's gone up in the rankings. But Jed Fish mentioned it as well. He said he is the typical boundary safety that they want. He said he'll be about six foot two, 215. I, I think he's got every opportunity, Lamont, to come in and make a big impact early just because off of his raw talent, his size, and what Arizona is looking for. Oh, yeah. He he reminds me, looking at him, he'd run around back there. Reminds me of kind of Michael Johnson. I don't yeah. know if you remember. He was a safety. Oh, Juco. Played for the Giants. Come on, yeah, bro. Yeah, come yeah, on, Lamont. And I just – he reminds me of that, you know, kind of long-ranging, but he's physical. I mean, he, he comes downhill. And he was Do you remember hit. what junior college Michael Johnson went to? No, I'm not that good. Tyler Community College. Go ahead. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Michael Michael was a phenomenal player. Yeah. But I see Genesis. He reminds me a lot of him. Just um, physically, uh, you know, really, really fast, rangy. But he, he, he'll he stick his nose down. He'll come down in the alley. He'll knock you out. Um, but he had 16 interceptions, you know. Think about that. He's a safety. He had 16 picks in high school. Right. So that tells you that he, you know, he's active and he's he, he can cover. Um, yeah, if, if – and the fact that he's here early, I think it's it, it, it probably going to give him a great opportunity to get on the field. But uh, yeah, I think he's really good. He's really all awesome. right. Before we sign off, I've had two of I've had two people ask me questions here that I've been remiss the last two times. First of all, kick returner right now. Um, last year, Speedy wasn't really used in that uh, in that role. Um, do you see who do you see being that kick returner this year? Not necessarily kicks because you're not. Basically, you can't return kicks anymore, but like your punt returner type. Is there, do you have a leader in the clubhouse right now? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good one. I don't know, man. That's going to have to play out. Um, I think, I, I mean, I think you'd have to put Speedy into that equation. Yeah. I, I mean, I've really seen him feel punts, but the fact that if he hits it, gets a crease and takes off is over. Um, Speedy, I would, I would, I would look at, I'd be interested to see how Charles Yates, the defensive back they're bringing in. He, I think mm-hmm. he's, Probably has some ability. Um, looks like I would like to see Kevin Green back there. Green mm-hmm. got that, I agree. that wiggle, and he's, he's quick as you know. Like you can't tackle him in a phone booth. Um, I, I definitely think he could be a guy um, that could have an impact back there. I know they were putting Cowan back there. I just don't like seeing people hitting have free shots on Cowan. It, it makes my heart drop every time. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't hit him. I know that's the main reason I want is because you don't want you definitely don't want because he's on the field the whole time to begin with anyway. I every time I see Cowing back there, I'm, that's the one guy I'm like, just fair catch it, please. I don't want him, I don't want to see him get take three shots, but he. I mean, we all know when he has the ball in his hands, good things happen too. So I understand why you put yeah. him back there, and it, and it's only going to improve his stock if he if he does, you know, because at the next level, you know, the more things you can do, you know, the um, the more your value is. So I understand why they would put him back there. All right, I've been remiss in asking this. Um, uh, now, again, got to remember Lamont's background. Father was a pastor. So, again, we're not getting into all that. But 
what is the average rec- what is a recruiting weekend like for a player you know what was it like you know for your class or whatever how does you know you get it what day you get in what day you get out and just kind of what do you what do you do throughout um that's, that's an interesting question you know on, on a day in life of recruit when you usually they, they they pick you up you know pick you up at the airport usually your your coach that's recruiting you um, get you settled in, and, you, and they're probably staying at a really fancy place. You're gonna probably stay somewhere like La Paloma, stay in a, or a resort somewhere. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna show you all the. You're gonna, you're gonna get wine and dine. You know, you're gonna you're gonna eat dinner at some uh, at a really fancy restaurant. You'll probably be at a Sullivan's or, 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 or Fleming's, uh, something like Fleming. that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get wine and dine. Um, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have a you'll probably have a, a couple of parties. You'll probably be at the coach's house for a party. Um, you're going to, you also, the, probably the neatest part is when you get a chance to, uh, hang out with, with the team, that's probably, you know, your host is going to be a guy, they'll probably have a guy hosting you that, uh, you know, is a great popular. Yeah. And, and they'll show you around and 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 they they figure out ahead of time, what do do you like? You know, if they know this guy likes to, you know, hang out, they know this guy likes to be around the girls or whatever, then they'll have a guy, you know, take you out and have you have these girls. They know if you like to be, you know. If you like the dance or whatever, they, they figure out what it is you like. You know, in my, in my case, I was a PK. I was a passive kid. I was my my whole idea about going to college is I wanted to make sure that I didn't make a decision based off of a party or based off of, you know, right. You know, seeing some seeing a pretty girl or something. I wanted to make it based off. I knew I was going to be there for four years or five years. So, I you know, I just wanted to understand, you know, the, the university, understand what I was wanted to study. I wanted to make sure that. Uh, I was a fit in the in the in the team, a fit with the uh, with the systems, and so you know you 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 have position meetings with the coaches. You know you sit down with the coach, and they'll they'll show you how they think you fit into the system. And then um, probably after you know all the good feelings of meeting the staff and everything, you probably have your final meeting probably with the with the head coach. This is well, this is where mine was, and right. they and they try to close you. You know they'll try to right. close you. I remember for me, I remember. Uh, Bruce Snyder, who was the coach at Cal, he was, right. he was trying to make me commit so hard. He kept putting everything on paper. He goes, let's, let's do some pros and some cons. And, of course, every situation, you know, Cal came out ahead, you know. Let's go <laughs> yeah, ahead. of course, right. So, you know, let's go style and play. And, then, and so he was trying so hard to make me close, make me commit, but I just refused to do it because I told myself no matter how good of an experience I had and I wasn't going to commit on the spot that I was going to, you know, take my notes and go home and put all the pros and cons together and, and make evaluation that way. And that's what I ended up doing. But um, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And if, if you're, and if you're, a, if you're a really emotional type of a kid, or if you get, you know, if you're into the, the, the glitz and the glam, you see the, the, uh, the facilities and everything like that, you can be, you know, it can be overwhelming. You can, you can, you can be like, I'm committing right away and, and make an emotional decision. But nowadays they let the parents actually come with you too. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different now from that for standpoint, sure. Um, for sure. but um, there's a lot that's changed about it, but it, it's a lot, it's a lot that, that you get a chance to, uh, to experience. And so it can, it can, it can be pretty fun. He is the great Lamont. Love it. Lamont, we are glad that you said no to Bruce Snyder because now you're here at the University of Arizona and I get to bother you throughout the day. Lamont, you were on a serious note to everybody out there. One of the best dudes ever. I really appreciate your time, my guy. Really do. Oh, it's always, always great to, uh, to be on your show, Mike Luke. And you know what I'm going to say, right? Yes, let's do it. Let's- Back the A.
Back the A, baby. All right. <laughs> He's Lamont Lovett. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.